We're back with another episode of A Couple of Crazies, and I'm a little disappointed, but a little encouraged because Duke just won a basketball game for the first time in over a week. So many feelings, so little time. I mean, first of all, you're probably all like, they're back. Thank God. I was so worried. Where did they go? Did they fall in a hole of despair and depression? Well, friends, sometimes when your team shits the bed, not once to Louisville, not twice to Georgia Tech, but thrice to UNC on their senior night on their freaking Roy Williams court, you just hang your head in silence, go into your shell, and reevaluate. The good news is it seems like the Duke Blue Devils maybe did the same, maybe possibly, and it might have led to a more positive result today against Boston College. You know, BC is an interesting one because I was just saying to you yesterday, Ad, this vivid memory earlier in the season of like, yeah, we beat BC. It was only by one point, but, you know, hopefully the next victory will be more decisive and it's just going to be better. That's just where we're starting and it's going to be smooth sailing from here. And things don't always pan out like we planned. Like sometimes you come home on a Sunday evening from Long Island and the whole shelving system in your closet collapses onto your head. Not that that happened to me this past weekend, but other time your team just melts down three games in a row, only to come back and deliver a victory so crushing that all of the little practice goobers who are so cute, who you didn't even remember were on the team, who didn't even shave for the occasion, get put in the game. I think we could uh, end the episode there because I think that you did a great job of just, uh, you know, talking <laughs> about... all there is to say. That is all there is to say. Okay, Ad, tell us about this game. I don't even want to talk about the last three. I mean... I have a- to mention the fact that the last time we spoke, we were coming off a four-game win streak, <sighs> a nice win against Syracuse, excited about getting some revenge against Louisville, taking on Georgia Tech, who should have been, a, you know, a nice, easy win. And then UNC was going to be a tough one. Uh, We needed to win those three games. And, of course, we lost all three. Two of them overtime games. Two games, uh, you know, started with a Louisville game. You feel like if they would have won that game in overtime, things might have been different against Georgia Tech. Uh, Another overtime loss. Both of those games, when it went to overtime, very quickly it became a game that they weren't going to win. Um, oh, I mean, it was really just a three-part, like, shit show train wreck disaster, if we think about it. We basically got on the Hot Mess Express and rode it around the Deep South. And were there some glimmers? Was there promise when we, you know, made it into overtime in the first place? Fine. We had some cold games out of Hurt. Roach and Stewart, if they're off, are not just off, but can be damaging and detrimental. I mean... Yeah, I mean... You said cold game for Hurt, so I have to check you there and tell you and say that the highest scoring game out of any ACC player this year was Matthew Hurt playing against Louisville, scoring 37 points. But basically, it was Matthew Hurt versus the Louisville Cardinals. And what about Georgia Tech and UNC? You're in charge of all statistical analysis in this relationship, so I will just give you a moment here to pull up the relevant stats because that's in your column and not in mine. We had 12 against Georgia Tech. Okay, so that's a lot smaller of a number, people. And 14 against UNC. Also a lot smaller, I'm just saying. And I stand by the statement that if... Roach and Stewart are off, and they're off at the same time. It's like a demon duo. It's just a mess. And I felt like, you know, to your point of if Louisville had been different, would Georgia Tech have been different, and then would UNC have been different, which, you know, is a fair point. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, we will never know. But it seemed like things just went from bad 
to worse. Well, in those three games that they lost, between Stewart and Roach, they had 13 turnovers. That's not good. No. Um, no, it is not. They had Not only did they have 13 turnovers, but there wasn't too much uh, offensive production from the two of them. Uh, in the Louisville game, you had a um, really rough game from Roach, only scored three points, and Stewart with eight. Then you go look at the Georgia Tech game, Stewart had eight points and Roach with three. And then the UNC game, Stewart had 16 and Roach had 10, so they scored a little bit more there. But again, the turnovers were, you know, and it wasn't even so bad in UNC, the, the, the really terrible play. Um, I don't want to say terrible, but, you know, we didn't see anything from Brakefield. Wendell Moore didn't really do anything. And like you said, Hurt didn't have his most phenomenal game. But, uh, you know, through the losses, Mark Williams played pretty well mm-hmm. um you know 20 points against georgia tech and 18 against unc so he's really coming into his own as a player and then of course against boston college another solid game for uh, mark williams with 13 points dj stewart turned it around with 17 points and only one turnover roach had a quiet game against bc but really just a rough three games it was nice to see them come out strong against bc and never look back and the rest of the team standing the entire game um, listen, they got five games to get in the tournament. Yeah, and I would just add that look, there are different kinds of games. There are games where point distribution is very even. No one has a crazy, you know, highlight reel kind of a game, but it's pretty even where you show depth and then where you win and you succeed because you have that depth. There are also games where every member of a team independently has a shitty night and doesn't play their best and doesn't show up, and that together gets you a loss. And what I meant more about Roach and Steward is not, you know, for some people, eight points is their best game or 12, 14, whatever it is, but it felt more like each player whether they started or came off the bench, was just in a funk. Like, no one was having their best night other than Hurt against Louisville. But it was just, it was ugly. The energy wasn't there. You know, I mean, I guess overtime brought some energy out of us, but, like, it just felt off. And tonight, well, I should say this afternoon, because we still got relegated to day one of the ACC tournament at 4.30 p.m. I had to watch it off of my DVR like a Midwestern housewife taping my soap operas because I'm just trying to work to earn a living until this little side hustle proves more lucrative. But I digress. When watched back from our DVR, as a true fan does during the ACC tournament, um, you know, seeing the whole team standing on the sideline, it's such a simple thing, but like, you know, the, the announcers were talking about it a lot. It felt like they showed up. They showed up as a group, and they recognized. I mean, this is do or die. This is do or die either. They are going to make a really strong showing, arguably have to win the whole ACC tournament to end up in March Madness, or they're done. That's just it. And their next contest will come against a team they've played twice this year, the Louisville Cardinals. Both games close. The first one they lost by five points, 70 to 65. Of course, we all know how the last one ended in overtime. Um, you know, it was 65-65 going into overtime, and all of a sudden, Louisville just turned it on. Duke had no help. They, you know, Matt Hurt, their only strong player in that game, got fouled out. And not the first time he's been in foul trouble this year. And it's a really huge concern. It looks almost like Louisville is going after him to make sure he fouls out. And we have no answer for their star player. Uh, Cardi Jones. Is that the one who I call Garlic? 
It's car- yeah, I guess it's Carleek. I'm going to stand by Garleek, but I love the place that that is coming from. But, I mean, look. Yeah, Carleek Jones. I'm going to stand with Garleek. Anyway, Garleek aside, we either are going to win tomorrow and then move on to win another, or we're just not. It's very do or die. And I don't know, maybe that's a better position for this team to play from. Really, who can say? But, I mean, Louisville tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. It has been a minute in my lifetime as a Duke fan since I saw a round one game, a Tuesday afternoon game at that in the ACC tournament. We are, you know, I I recognize I'm spoiled. You know, you're a Mets fan in in other lives, in other seasons, and I know that you know pain, struggle, and suffering as a result. But as a Duke fan, we've spent a lot of seasons sitting pretty with a bye until Thursday, which I liked. I liked it better. It was better to not have to play five and five. Well, let's see. It's very hard to beat a team three times in a row, and Duke has played Louisville tough, and it's going to be a a real battle. If they can get past the Cardinals, we already know their next game would be against Florida State, who is, you know, of course, the second seed in this tournament and has been ranked all year long. Um, Those are the kinds of wins Duke will need if they want any chance at getting into the tournament. Um, and at that point, if they were to get past them, they'd play either UNC or Virginia Tech. Um, another big, big game. <coughs> I'm literally choking at the thought of getting to get back at Roy and his checkered mask. I can't even breathe. I but mean, look, Duke, one, actually, game at, one game at a time. Yep. It would be better, I think, if Virginia Tech was the game they would play for their chances of getting into the tournament because Virginia Tech is a ranked team. Agreed. But, like, I, I'm honestly sweating even thinking about it. I don't know if we're going to have to turn on the air. I'm, like, panicking a little just thinking about it because, oh, just the vision of Roy and his stupid Argyle vest sweater thingy stomping his feet on the sideline. Oh, it just – I can't. I just can't. However, you are correct that Virginia Tech would better our odds of advancing. But to your point on it being difficult to beat a team three times – I don't know, maybe we could deliver a a rivalry win in the right context. But first things first, Louisville. One game at a time. One game at a time. And, um, you know, with the the traveling back and forth to Durham from Greensboro, uh, Duke definitely gave some playing time. I probably thought there should have been more to the players that haven't played so much. So Patrick DePay got eight minutes. Um, Worthington got in the game with four minutes. I don't think he's played before. I think this was his first game. Um, and then you had uh, Coach K's grandson, uh, Mike Severino. Oh, you'll and, love to and see Buckmeyer. it. So it seems like Severino did get into the end of the UNT game in their last game. So this was his second game. I thought this was his first game. I think I was so emotionally traumatized that I stopped visually taking in information in the UNC game. So it makes sense that that's why I was yelling at you that he absolutely hadn't touched the ball before and hadn't been on the court. So my bad. I take it back. Um, and also, just to keep you honest here, while I appreciate the respect you are now showing for the GOAT and saying that maybe you would have put non-starters in a little bit sooner, you were yelling at the TV with about 14 minutes left in the second half. I just have to put that out there. There was yelling. There was a little bit of couch slapping. I just felt that, you know, with these five straight games, let's get these starters out of the game early, give them some extra rest, and um, get the other guys in there. We had two players on the Duke team that did not score a point today. Uh, Jamin Brakefield, which is a little surprising. Still mm-hmm. don't understand why he's not getting consistent minutes. And uh, Mike Buckmeyer. But tonight wasn't his night. He's 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 uh, had the chances to get his uh, couple points. So um, we had a nice four-point performance from Keenan Worthington 
And uh, Mike Severino even scored a point via a free throw. You know, so. it's an interesting thing, though. When do you when do you sub in, you know, and bring your whole bench into the game at the very end? But it's complicated because I feel like that you need to be able to hang in there for the full 40 minutes. Now, five games, five days is different than a singular game, you know, as a one-off at another point in the season. However, I don't want – look – I love Duke. I want to love and believe in this team. I also wouldn't necessarily put it past them to blow a 30-point lead. And I don't know if I want Witherspoon, Worthington, Withersmith, whatever his name is, in charge for like 14 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. Yeah, well, you know what? He got in for four. Better than he's ever done before. Four I love for him. 14, I'm like sweating a little bit. So I just feel like, look... I love to see Buckmeyer in. Love to see off oh, the grandson. We love to see it. A nice little family feel to start the week. And now I hope they are on the bus, home, in fed. Especially Marky Mark. I would like him fed extra. We need a little protein shake, a little energy. I want someone personally bringing him snacks so that we have energy and are ready for 6.30 tomorrow, Wednesday evening against Louisville, where they will be busing back to Greensboro for a day, day two of the ACC tournament. Yeah, we hope it's a while until we talk to you guys again because I think that we probably won't talk unless uh, Duke is either eliminated or wins the ACC tournament. So we are hoping it's going to be five days from now. Um, until then, if there's no other comments. No, I think I've say, said so much that I actually, for once in my whole life, am out of commentary other than go Duke, bleed blue, and let's start off with Louisville and see where it takes us. I think Maddie's going to whip out the blue horns tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Lights on, foam fingers on, screaming, running up and down the halls. All right. Well, for Maddie, this is Adam of A Couple of Crazies. Let's go Duke. Let's take down Louisville tomorrow. <laughs>